Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here it is, uh, your Wednesday, April 14th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Yet another incredibly frustrating loss. I, I don't even know what to say at this point. Here's what I can say. The Flyers have played 42 games this season. 42. So this would just be the first game of the second half of a normal 82-game season. It would have been game one of, of the second half. But in those 42 games that they have played so far this season— on four occasions, they have scored five or more goals. I don't count shootout wins where you it count it looks on the on the results page or on the schedule that they got a five four win. They scored four goals in the hockey game and got a shootout win somehow some way. So on four occasions, they have scored five or more goals this entire season. Even more incredible than that. The first two games of the year were two of them. They scored six against the Penguins in a 6-3 win back on January 13th and on January 15th, a 5-2 win. Since then, the only games where they have scored five or more goals, they beat the Devils on January 26th, 5-3, and they beat the Capitals on February 7th, 7-4. That's it. That's They haven't scored five goals in a game since. Again, this is since... This is a long time ago. This is before their COVID pause. February 7th is the last time that they scored five or more goals in a game. Now, conversely, this season, through 42 games, they have allowed five-plus goals on 12 occasions. Again, I'm not counting ones where they lost a game or the other team got, got their f- – Goal five in the in the results on the schedule by way of the shootout. I'm talking call, scored five goals in the hockey game. That's happened on twelve occasions. Forty two games in, twelve occasions. It happened in game three against the Buffalo Sabers, a six one loss. It happened uh, on Saturday, January twenty third, a six one loss against the Boston Bruins. It happened. Again, against Boston on February 21st. That's Tahoe, 7-3. Then we get into this month of March. Uh, it happened against Pittsburgh on Tuesday, March 2nd. It happened on Thursday, March 11th, against the Buffalo Sabres, five, against the Washington Capitals. And on March 13th, also against the Washington Capitals, 5-3 and 5-4 losses. Then the 9-0 loss against the New York Rangers, followed up by a 6-1 loss to the Islanders, couple games later, the 8-3 loss to the Rangers, a 6-1 loss to Buffalo, a 5-3 loss to Buffalo on Saturday, a 5-3 loss to Buffalo on Sunday, and a 6-1 loss to the Washington Capitals tonight. So only on four occasions through 42 games have they scored five or more goals. And on 12 occasions in 42 games, they have given up five goals or more. So when Chuck Fletcher was on yesterday's episode and he said, we haven't kept the puck out of our net, and that's been the biggest issue this season, when you look at those numbers, it's that's pretty accurate. Now, why is the puck not staying out of the net? Is that a goaltender issue? Partially. Is that a defensive issue? Partially. Is that a forward issue? Partially. Is it a discipline issue? Partially. Penalties, bad penalties. 
Nicholas Albeku-Bell's had a few this year, amongst other players. Is it a details issue? Partially. It's all of it. That's why this happened. And I thought it was incredibly interesting in both Chuck Fletcher's media availability, and he mentioned it when we had him on yesterday's episode uh, to talk about the trade deadline. That the remainder of this season, while they were mathematically not eliminated from the playoffs, and they're still going to push to try and make it, it's they are mathematically improbable. And what a general manager can learn about players in those remaining games, and they've played 42 games now, they have 14 games remaining, is tremendously interesting. And it tells you a lot about a player, that when you're playing out the string, You've got 14 games left. Yeah, it's been a wacky year. Yeah, you had a COVID pause. There's a lot of teams dealing with that. So that can't be an excuse. Yeah, the schedule, six games in nine nights, and you're going to hear Elaine Vigneault talk about that. You know, 19 games in 33 days, 17 games in the month of March, didn't have two days. I, I get all that. We understand all that. But how these players, as individuals and teammates, play out the remainder of this season is very, very important information for the general manager. Because while the season may be lost, but there's one thing that you cannot measure with statistics in sports or analytics, and it's pride. It's competitiveness. It's pride. It's professionalism to do the job no matter what the situation because you are a professional. And... You know, there's certain athletes, we, we all knew kids like this when we grew up. Anytime there was anything that there was a competition or you kept score, they were insane because they had to win. Though that's what it takes. Whether you're playing ping pong, you were playing gin rummy, whether you were playing pickup basketball in the driveway, or you were playing organized sport. They, they treated it all the same, and it was the pride and competitiveness to win. And what we'll see over this final stretch of the season is what guys have that and what guys don't. And if you don't have that, then, you know, how are you supposed to be a relied-upon teammate? You need those guys next to you in team sport, especially a sport like hockey that's a flow team sport, to be willing to run through a wall. And not because the playoffs are on the line, but because you're a professional and there's pride. So what Chuck Fletcher is going to learn over this next month, taking us up to, I guess, May 11th, is going to be what, which guys have that and which guys don't, and then in, and use that information to also shape this roster going forward. Because the start one day after the trade deadline against the Washington Capitals in a 6-1 defeat was not a good showing. It didn't show a lot of what I just talked about. We'll see. We'll see who has that, who wants to be here, and who doesn't. There's going to be changes. There's going to be decisions made. And what happens over this next 14 games will go into the thought process on how those decisions are made. And it's got to be better. These are professional athletes. Look, you have to be competitive. You have to be a worker and all those things to get to that level. But just because this season hasn't gone the way they had hoped it would, from a player standpoint, they still got to work their way through it. And there are there there are ways to get better going forward as a player and as a team 
with what you have remaining this season. And there's also ways to move backwards. And we'll see if how that plays out. So I thought it was real interesting that Chuck Fletcher mentioned that. And I'm and you know what? I am glad he did. I am thrilled that he did. I, I'm not thrilled that the team is in this position, but I'm thrilled that he mentioned that. Because I think it's important. Real quick, before I go further as well, on yesterday's episode uh, with Bill and I, I mentioned that you had to protect Joel Farabee. That was a just a an idiot statement by me. I just lost my train of thought. No, you don't have to trade. Uh, you don't have to protect Joel in the uh, expansion draft. He's on an entry level contract. He's only in year two. He does not meet the requirements of needing protection. So my mistake. I don't know why I even thought that. Bill and I were discussing it before the podcast. And I didn't have him on the list. And then when we were taping, I did. I don't know how I did that. But uh, my mistake. Uh, I appreciate everybody helping to point that out for me on Twitter. It happens. but um, So they would obviously, I think, protect Nolan Patrick because you don't want to lose him for nothing. And he probably does have value, even if they wanted to trade him. Um, they He does have value in return. You don't like to lose guys for nothing. Whoever you lose to Seattle, you'd rather lose. You'd be okay losing them for nothing in this situation. Uh, Flyers will be back in action coming up on Thursday. They're going to take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Then they'll return home at the Wells Fargo Center for another uh, dual home game weekend. Saturday, 1230 against the Caps. Flyers look to maybe exact a little revenge after that 6-1 loss. They're now 1-4 and against the Caps this season. And then Sunday against the New York Islanders, top two teams in the Metropolitan Division. But let's get to the head coach. Got a couple bits of sound here for you. We're going to start with the head coach, Elaine Vigno, addressing the media uh, as our first part of Live Sound. And then Sean Couturier and Brian Elliott addressing the media uh, immediately thereafter. Hey, A.B., uh, yeah, first question, uh, what did you think of the team's effort tonight? Uh, obviously, I didn't like at all the way we uh, came out. Um, not the way... Uh, you give yourself a chance a- against uh, such a strong opponent. wasn't good enough. We put ourselves in a hole, and we let let our goalie try and stand them by himself. So obviously that wasn't good enough. Yeah, when you see the team struggling like this, are are you tempted to start playing some some of the young players like a Wade Allison and, and some others uh, to see if they can uh, give you a spark? <sighs> You know, we, we've played a lot of hockey lately. This was six and nine. It, it's not an excuse. Um, my focus uh, after I get back to the hotel tonight is, is going to be on uh, getting our team ready uh, for the next game. Obviously, I think we're going to find out a lot about this group uh, in the next coming while here. We're not in the, the position that we anticipate it to be, but at the end of the day, we all still have a job to do and we have to do it. And uh, we're going to put our focus on that. It's not every game, but why do these slow starts in your mind keep happening on a fairly regular basis? Combination of, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a lot of things. But tonight, in tonight's game, I mean, we we didn't play hard enough in front of our goaltender. Uh, you know, he made some uh, right saves at the right time. And uh, like I mentioned a little bit before, tonight our PK had a hard time and their power play was real good. So we'll get ready for the next game. Hi, Elaine. Have have there been any situations in your career similar to this one? And and if so, how were they similar? Oh, geez, I'm not in the mood right now to talk about my career. Uh, You know, we just had a real tough game. Um, You know, even though I I can say I think we got better as the game went on, we we didn't give ourselves a chance. So, uh, 
we have to find a way to regroup here, re-energize. We got three games and four nights coming up. Find a way to get some energy and uh, find a way to play better. Yeah, Ab. Um, in, in the uh, uh, in previous games, when when you got down early, you, you would try and you know make that goalie change it to give the team a spark. You didn't do it tonight. Is that a situation where you just kind of had the feeling that the team wasn't going to be able to, you know, jump, get jump started from that, and you didn't want to put Carter in that situation? No, it was more about uh, you know our guys playing better in front of uh, Brian. I mean. Uh, Brian's an experienced player. He's always giving us his his best effort, and you know we had to find pride in our game here to st- stop the onslaught that was going on and to find a way to play better. And uh, we did get a, a a little bit better. I mean, I think they had close to twenty shots in the in the first period. That got a little bit better after that, but obviously far from being good enough. Did you maybe sense a, a frustration from players just with how yesterday went at the deadline, or just why do you think there wasn't energy to start? I can't answer how the players feel. I'm, I'm not a mind reader. I, I will say this was our sixth game in nine nights, and uh, that's a tremendous amount of hockey. Hey, Sean. Uh, Sean, what do you think this team is missing at the start of games? Uh, I know you had a couple good starts over the weekend, but um, it seems like you guys dig yourself a hole awful quick uh, these last this last month. Uh, I don't know. I think it depends on every game. It's it seems to be something different tonight. I think uh, our PK didn't get the job done, and uh, you know it's tough. Uh, it's tough for the momentum of a game, and you know they're two for two in in the first. So we got to be better in that that area of the game. But I mean, all around too, we need to be uh, more better, solid. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It's it's not uh, it's not fun to see. I guess. Yeah, I guess this is for both of you. The fact that uh, you guys didn't add anybody at the trade deadline, uh, was that disappointing to you? Did did that affect tonight's effort at all, did you think? No, that has nothing to do with it. Sean, this is for you. Um, you guys, you're one of the leaders on this team. You wear an A. How do you, with how the seasons went now and now going, did you guys are a little bit farther back than you were previously, how do you guys stay focused to continue on this season, whether that be – making it winning half the games the rest of the season or just how do you keep the focus going through the season well, I, I don't think it should change no matter what you should be uh prepared every game it's part of being a pro and uh it's not going to be any different i hope everyone knows that what what did you do both of you what did you think of the effort tonight just wasn't good enough yeah it wasn't good enough uh you know i think we got beat kind of all over the ice and um you know in basically every category so uh, they played a good game, and we didn't. You can hear the frustration, and how it's gone this year is, is very frustrating. For us as observers, fans, media, analysts, whatever, um, but also for the people in it, guys like Sean Couturier, who's a point-per-game player this year, Brian Elliott, who's been in this league for a long time, just turned 36 years of age the other day. Happy birthday, Moose. Um, and to Elaine Vino who's got a lot of pride. I'm sure he is very frustrated. Uh, but this season has been what it is, and the remedy is uh, likely to come in the offseason. Let's hope it uh, works exactly that way. And again, I'm so happy that Chuck Fletcher is using these, at the time he said 15, but final 14 games, to really get a lot of insight on what's in the belly uh, of a lot of his players. So that'll be 
something to keep an eye on for sure. Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's episode of Flyers Daily. 